0: Harper Rivers ran along the shoulder of the narrow, twisting country road, the rising sun at her back, and the broad Hudson lazily flowing to her left, across a half mile of freshly plowed floodplain. The brisk early summer breeze cooled the sweat on the back of her neck, and the aroma of tilled earth burgeoning with life teased her senses. Her skin tingled with the pulse of blood through her veins, and the crisp air filling her lungs chased away the lingering exhaustion from a sleepless night. The rhythmic thump, thump, thump of her sauconies on the cracked blacktop kept pace with her pounding heart, and her mind slowly emptied of everything except the inevitable joy that came with the resurgence of spring. She slowed as a pickup overtook her from behind, and waved as the driver blew his horn. Before she turned, down a crushed gravel drive, wide enough for two good-sized tractors to pass, bordered on either side by apple and pear trees. Their leaves a vibrant green, and the first blush of blossoms glistening on the tangled boughs. A half mile ahead, a stately white country house, reminiscent of a southern plantation home, with a pillared two-story front porch, sat on a hill above the river. Smoke curled from one of the four stone chimneys, Carrying the sweet yeasty scent of baking bread from the kitchen hearth. She angled away from the flagstone walk leading to the formal front entrance. Followed the winding rough stone path around the side of the portico to the rear of the house. And bounded up the broad wooden steps to the wide planked rear porch. Just as she reached the screen door, a voice from inside greeted her. Don't come in here with those muddy shoes, Harper Lee Rivers. Yes, Mama, Harper said, as she always did in response to the familiar order. She towed off her running shoes, left them by the door, and walked in her socks into her mother's domain. The kitchen, the informal meeting room for the entire family and most visitors, stretched almost the entire length of the rear of the home, dominated by a 15-foot-long timber table that had been carved from the hickory trees, that once dominated the hilly profiles of upland New York farms. The rough-hewn wood had been worn down by decades of pots and dishes sliding across its surface, and the vigorous polishing of generations of rivers, wives, and children. The appliances had been updated, but everything else about the kitchen was as it had once been when the home was built, 250 years before. The counters were of the same dark red-brown hickory as the table. The long, thin grain interrupted here and there by darker knots and whorls. Hand-cut beams bearing the square scars of the axman's blade supported the whiteboard ceiling, and gray-green flagstone formed the entrance floor adjacent to the oak floorboards. An open hearth, four feet square and just as deep, held an early morning fire to chase away the chill. Her mother pulled a pan of biscuits from the double-stacked oven and slid it with practiced efficiency onto a stone trivet on the wood counter. Harper made a fast grab for one and just as quickly snatched her hand back when her mother swatted at her with a wooden spoon. You know they're best when they've cooled a little. Sit and drink your coffee. Harper pulled out a straight-backed wood chair, with a leather seat shaped to comfort by decades of occupants, plopped down at the table in her usual place, and stretched her legs toward the hearth. You're up early, her mother said, sliding a mug of coffee in front of her. She regarded Harper with the direct gaze, guaranteed to make Harper squirm when she was keeping something secret, although she hadn't seen secrets in a long time at least none that her mother needed to know about. She tried hard not to fidget and searched her memory for a forgotten birthday or a missed family gathering. Ida Rivers was big on meeting family obligations. Or, her mother went on, have you not been to bed at all?